You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the last time the home fans saw their Buffalo Bills play a meaningful game, they were routing the New England Patriots, just scoring it well, stopping everything from the Patriots. And we basically just saw an extension here at Highmark Stadium tonight. We are here right after the game, post-game at Sal Capaccio, along with Matt Bove, WKBW-TV Channel 7 Sports Director. It's always game day in Buffalo. Matt, uh, I just said to you before we started, I think the only team that can beat this team is themselves. Granted, they have a tough game next week we can talk about, but... I mean, once again, they show that they why are they they are the Super Bowl favorites and considered the best team in the league. This was not a bad team. This was the number one seed in the AFC last year. They put up 41 points on the team that had the best record in the AFC coming off of a week when they dominated the team that won the Super Bowl. And I know things don't always translate from year to year. And we don't know. Maybe the Titans are overrated. I think they are. Maybe the Rams are overrated. But it's not like these teams are bottom of the barrel. These teams are teams that had big expectations. But nobody had bigger expectations than the Bills. And I think we're seeing why. 34 unanswered points. This game was 7-7 at one point. And it looks like they were, you know, the Titans were going to take a lead. And the Bills were just kind of like, no, stop. Get out of here. And then they scored 34 points. 34 points through two quarters, by the way. It was 7-7 after the first. Mm-hmm. Then it was 30, it was 41-7 at the end of the third quarter. I mean, they didn't even need the fourth quarter. By then, backups were in, and the team was um, just routing them. So let's start with, obviously, the unfortunate and horrible news about Dane Jackson. We all saw it. Uh, Dane Jackson going down uh, with a neck injury. Now, reports as we sit here tonight, Monday night after the game, late, Dane Jackson at ECMC being evaluated for neck injury has full movement in his extremities, and that's the best news we can have. Uh, X-rays, CT scans, we don't have anything further, but, man, we all hope he's okay. Absolutely. This is bigger than football. This is one of those things when it happens, you're just scared for Dane, the person, not Dane, the football player. You're not thinking how long are the Bills going to be without this guy. It's when can this guy get healthy? When can this guy get out of the hospital? Because that's how bad it was. Now, the promising signs here are, one, that there is movement in the extremities, and, two, Sean McDermott told us after the game today that he was able to have a quick conversation with Dane while he was still in the ambulance before left. 
left at halftime. So the ambulance had not left yet by halftime. Sean went into the tunnel, saw the ambulance, apparently was able to go in and have a quick conversation. I don't know how quick it was, whatever was said. He didn't say that. But the fact that that conversation, I think, happened is probably at least a little bit of a promising sign. Obviously, we're not doctors here. We don't know what the next steps are. We're just hoping for Dane, the person, that he recovers quickly and that, you know, he can get out of the hospital because, of course, that's very scary. Yeah, and the scene in the stadium was unfortunately reminiscent of when Kevin Everett was hurt in 2009, I believe. And, um, you know, there was obviously a lot of silence. The the medical staff was out on the field with him. The uh, ambulance was out there. And, you know, it it really... It was pretty frightening to be in the side of the stadium to see something like that happen. And unfortunately, it wasn't the only time that happened because Micah Hyde was also down on the field. Now, obviously, he didn't go off in an ambulance, but it was also a neck injury for Micah Hyde. The good news there was he walked off the field, went into the medical tent, came out. But then the unfortunate news is he was put onto a cart. He sat down in the cart. He went into the locker room. He's being evaluated also for a neck injury. So another quick update on him is after the game, we talked to Jordan Poyer and Jordan said that he texted Micah and asked how he was doing. And Micah said that he's doing all right. Now he didn't expand on it any further than that. But the fact that Micah is saying that he's all right is, I guess, maybe something to latch onto given the severity of neck injuries. Once again, we don't know how this plays out. It's a short week for the bills, but good sign that you know, he was able to respond to Poyer and said that he's doing okay. So on top of the major injuries that, you know, obviously are the scary kinds with the neck injuries. And every time you talk about that, you don't know what those long-term prognosis could be. The Bills got some other guys banged up. Now, one return to the game, that was Mitch Morris. It was actually his snapping elbow, his right elbow. He, um, he, he described it to me like he hyperextended it when I was in the locker room with him. Um, but he came back in the game. But late in the game, <clears throat> they lost two other players who didn't return. Matt Milano had a stinger. It happened, I believe, on the play where he just dropped the running back. It was a great hit after his pick six. And then Jordan Phillips hurt his hamstring. I believe that happened on Matt Milano's pick six. He was actually running down the field, and he pulled up lame. He actually fell down to the ground. You hope they're both okay. Matt was on the sidelines afterwards. Looked like he was even joking around with his linebacker teammates, which is great news. I think that you know the, the blowout played in the fact that he didn't come back in the game, but he also was kind of declared out. He wasn't going back in. And Jordan Phillips, obviously, you know, you hope he's going to be okay. But all of these issues could add up for this team who, you know, obviously have some really important games coming up. Yeah, and it's not just the guys who were injured in this game. It was the guys that were injured going into this game. We're talking about Gabe Davis. He wasn't able to play at Oliver, Tim Settle. If you have an injury to Jordan Phillips, now all of a sudden you're down three defensive tackles. Like, that's a concern. And then, of course, Dane Jackson and Mike Hyde in the secondary with an already out Trey White. Like, now you're leaning on next week. Christian Benford and Kyrie Elam to try and shut down Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill, which is a really big task, especially if Micah Hyde isn't able to go. And we don't know that yet. Like these are very, very preliminary conversations. We're recording this a little after midnight right now. So we'll get injury updates later on in the week here. But the injuries are kind of the sidebar story to what was just the absolute domination from the Bills, really on both sides of the ball. Yeah, no doubt. And we, we should talk about that domination. The Bills win 41 to 7. Uh, the injuries are going to take center stage, I think, throughout the week. We'll try to update you as much as we can. Next time we talk to you, we'll have more of an update on that. But we'll have to see how all of that progresses. So let's get to the game itself. 41 to 7. The Bills beat the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. 